You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, the podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sheriff Zachary. And we're your hosts on this zany adventure. And one of our zany adventures just included a birthday. It did. I had so much fun. <laughs> well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. You had a fancy gourmet dinner. I did, and it was so good. <laughs> I looked at the pictures. Like, I, I think you need to post those on our social media because, holy crap, that meal looks amazing. Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that for sure. Um, I went to a place called Marrow. I told my husband that because he's been traveling that he had to take me out. Yeah. And mm -hmm. this was my so-called cheat meal. Because we meal. been very good because of – uh, Yes, we're not saying cheat meal. Reset no. meal. Reset meal. And – I was actually really good with it. Like I didn't like go overboard, I don't think. Good. Like I was stuffed. <laughs> well, it was five courses, but they were when they, they were do little. the courses, they they're usually small. Give you a yeah. little, little tasty taste stuff. Yeah. And it's called Marrow. It's in Detroit. It was amazing. Like I've heard nothing but good things about it. So booked it and they had like this Valentine menu. It was truffle versus caviar. Mm. And so good. <laughs> So that's awesome. And yeah. you went with the caviar one, right? And I went with caviar. Scott went to the truffle. And some of the dishes, we were like, nope, switch, because we know that each other wouldn't like them. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, because I he doesn't like mushrooms that much. And there was like this little tiny pancake with like goat cheese and all the mushrooms. And I was like, no, that's mine. You're not going to like that. <laughs> that's, hand that over right now. <laughs> yeah. Like he likes the flavor of mushrooms, but doesn't actually like mushrooms. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love mushrooms, like a portobello wrap. Oh, yes, please. Oh, yes, with some like extra veggies on it, like mm -hmm. zucchini and squash and red pepper hummus. I see, I, and I like veggies, but even I don't even need the veggies. Just just a mushroom wrap is good for me. I love yeah. mushrooms. I do too. Um, I have <laughs> for the first time ever. I'm updating my my little pod lab here. Yes, so I have two screens going today for the first time <laughs> you know so up till now I've been like going old school and printing off my my notes for each episode like a cave person <laughs> <laughs> a cave person with a printer a cave person with a printer yes uh, so today I'm going to be using two monitors so if I stumble and stammer a little bit as I try to figure this out I apologize I'm doing my best 
Welcome to two screens. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's cool because I can see you. I have my notes up. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's nice. It's, you don't get the rustling of the papers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just going to be me trying to figure out how to make the screen scroll down. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I I keep practicing it so I know how to do it. <laughs> You're like, so I'm going to do this with trying to be as quiet as I can. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But I know you're going to be moments where I'm going to just have to go, I can't make my screen go down just a second. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, the paper turning was actually the better alternative. Oh, well. Yeah. But, yeah so so we're, did you have a good Valentine's Day? We did. Um, your grandma, my mom was down. Uh, your uncle was working. But okay. uh, he brought me home the most beautiful roses I have ever seen. They... They look like antique roses, but they were Ooh. these big, giant blooms, but they were a real pale purple color, but just Ooh. had like hints of brown in them. Like not like they were old, wilty flowers, but there was hints of brown in them. So they look, what, what's that? The filter that's like sepia or something? Yeah. It seriously yeah. looked like somebody took a picture of rose, of purple roses through the sepia lens. And that's what these roses look like. They were oh, that's awesome. gorgeous. So I got a shadow box and I'm drying the roses out now and I'm going to oh, put them yes. in the shadow box and put them in my new office space. Your new office. Which has increased my productivity just immensely. I didn't realize purposely giving myself that designated space how much of a difference it would make. It really does. Like when it you have does. your own space and everything set up the way you want it, it just feels like yes. <laughs> Yeah, get things done. I sit down. Even my word count when I'm writing has gone up because when I'm sitting there, I know I'm there to work. And even though I I got a big comfy chair in there, when I'm there, I'm there to work. And and now knowing the Virgo side of me, I'm there more than I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else goes and sits on the couch to watch TV and because my office is just off the living room. It's all one big space, but it's kind of separated a little bit so I just sit right there so I'm with the family but I'm in my space and I can still work yeah it's great I like that a lot for you thank you I do too I also like a lot for me what we're going to talk about today (laughs) (laughs) I know (laughs) so excited me too we are going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite shows Outlander yes Oh, and I was trying heard? to catch up, like, because I watched a few episodes that I had already watched just to kind of refresh my brain. Yes. And I was, I think I texted you and I was like, I forgot how much I love this show. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. And yes, there's the steamy scenes, which are great, but I'm talking the story yeah. of this show. Yeah. And the emotion behind it. And it's just so beautifully done. Yeah. It, the entire show from the costuming to the plot. That's to- the thing. The costumes, like, oh, my goodness. They're, like, so gorgeous. Like, Claire's entire wardrobe yes. in the, when they were in France for a while. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. that brown dress that she wears with the different color embroidered flowers on it. Yes. That is stunning. Yes. And she's just a beautiful woman anyway. So she, she looks is. she looks good in everything. But and just the love story between them, like 
the chemistry that those two can pull off yes. together, like you really think they're in love. Yeah. Like it's just, it's perfect. It, it works. And even how in later seasons they aged them, but the love that they have, like they weren't like, okay, they're old and married and now we're going to yeah. do away. No, 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 no. The, the bond between them, the connection between them, they've carried it through. Yes. And it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. The entire show is artwork. It is. So that well, is what we're going to talk about today. Oh, also, have you heard they just released the title song for the next season? No, I haven't heard it yet. Uh, Sinead O'Connor is singing it for this okay. one. There's been some controversy because she uh, she's a controversial person with her viewpoints on things. So there's some people that are coming out and saying they don't like it. I think it's just a beautiful song and it would be hard to ruin no matter who sings it. Yeah. I hear those opening chords of that song and instantly I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. It's time. Be quiet. Be quiet. Everybody <laughs> shut up. Be cool. But we do have some mimesis about that song that are going to be incorporated today as well. Really? Yes, we do. So uh, with no further ado, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Okay. Let's now, dive in. Let's, I, I was going to say dive in, but that's not really <laughs> fitting today. Step more through like the stones. Step through the stones. <laughs> yes. Which I just want to go to Scotland and touch the stones and see what Oh my happens. gosh. Can we please like make that happen? I really <laughs> want to go to that. I, I want to just leave the country once. Yeah, I, I don't have any stamps. I don't have a passport and no stamps in the passport. So I have a passport with no stamps. Sad. I was supposed to go to Canada and yeah. then COVID happened. <laughs> I've been to Canada and I've been to Mexico. But when I was there, you didn't need a passport for those. Yeah, so, you do now. Yeah. So. so I would have a passport with stamps, but I'm old. And right. I've been to Canada twice. But that was before you needed stamps exactly. in your passport. Yes, yeah, Scotland is something that needs to happen. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'm going to put a disclaimer on here that people that know history will probably know quite a bit about the stuff I'm going to touch on in the beginning. I didn't. I didn't know any of this. Okay. So a lot of what I'm going to touch on is kind of some basic trivia and basic uh, history. <laughs> if you're like me and had no clue, then this will be new for you. Okay, so in the early seasons of Outlander, we hear, hear the word Jacobite yes. a ton. That's something that's always coming up. Well, as I said, I'm a moron, and I had no idea what that was. <laughs> uh, Jacobitism emerged in Britain after the abdication of King James, resulting in what was called the Glorious Revolution of 1688 and 1689. James and his descendants lived in exile in Europe, where they relied on the financial support of what al allies they had to survive. The crown passed to James' daughter, Mary, and her husband, William, which led to the succession of the, I'm going to massacre this, the pronunciation of this word, Hanoverian, Hanoverian dynasty. I'm very sorry if I said that wrong. Um, to the British throne in 1714 and the uh, exclusion of the House of Stuart. Supporters of the exiled Stuarts became known as Jacobites, which is derived from the Latin name James. 
Okay. This became an international movement drawing supporters from Britain and Europe and the military effort to restore the Stuarts was concentrated in Scotland. So that's kind of the premise of all of that, which okay. I, I didn't know any of that. Mm-mm. I didn't no either. <laughs> Glid. I'm glad it's not just me. So the, the show kicks off with Claire, played by the stunning Katrina Belf. Uh, she was a second World War battlefield nurse. And she slips through time to the Highlands of Scotland in 1743, in the midst of the early stirrings of the final Jacobite rising. And yes. that's, you know, the scene where she she hears about the, the witches that dance at night, sees them with their lanterns. Yes. And then ends up falling through the stones. I I have to say... The moment for me that I fell in love with this show was she falls through the stones. There's all that's happening. It's chaos. Uh, she meets Jamie. She tries to make a run from for it to get away from him. With all of them, he trace tracks her down and then asks her, "Do you want me to throw you over my shoulder?" And like as a threat. <laughs> And she's yeah. all pissed off about it. But the way he said that to her and the chemistry between them, I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Say more right I now. I loved how quickly it picked up. Yes. It wasn't this drawn out long, like, we're going to really get to know the characters. It was no, boom, we're getting into some action. Yeah, you're and getting like to that. know them as they're getting to know each other. Right. And I love that. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't also, know if the book was like that because I've never read the books. I've just watched I've the show. started book one and it it kicks off and yes, it, it mirrors season one very okay. well. I also loved the twist on it that when they were being forced to marry, which by the way, spoiler alerts if you haven't watched the show because we're going right. to be talking in depth about some stuff today, uh, that she was married and she was sexually experienced and he wasn't. Yes. So that line where she's like, you don't mind that I'm not a virgin. And he says, as long as you don't mind that I am. And that, I mean, it turned romance completely upside down in the way that the media usually shows it in film. Right. That she was the more experienced one. Right. Loved it. Every bit of it. <laughs> I, we're just going to have moments where I'm just I'm going to say he didn't and... look like he was inexperienced. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you don't mind that I am. And she's like, really? Have you seen you? Right. <laughs> really? Wow. Uh, good boy. Yeah, good boy, but damn. <laughs> okay, so where was I? Let me scroll on my new screen and figure out where I was. Okay. She begins to hear whispers of support. I just hit my mic. She begins to hear whispers of support for King James' son, James Francis Edward Stewart, and his grandson, Charles Edward Stewart, who history knows, knows as Bonnie Prince Charlie. Yes. Now, being smart as hell, Claire realizes that the events have been set in motion that will lead to the Battle of Culloden on April 16th, 1746. Yes. And she knows this because she had just went everywhere with her husband 
looking for his family. Yeah. And his history. She was with Frank. They were exploring these things. It was yeah. fresh in her mind that yeah. this is when the battle happens. And oh shit, I'm I'm there. I'm, yeah. Which by the way, Frank didn't stand a chance once. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. And later on, I loved how they used the same character. Yes. For his relative, like way back when. But I didn't like him. <laughs> oh. And when she comes back to be with a husband that looks so much like Blackjack. Yeah. The reason, I mean, the fact that their sex life went in the crapper after that. I mean, obviously she was still in love with Jamie, but yes. also like every time I look at you, I see the man who brutally tortured so many people, including her. So many. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think I could ever let him yeah. touch me again. And I mean, she had a hard time when she first was with Jamie because she did love Frank. She did. She did. And that's where, that is a great writing and great storytelling that they really portrayed that. Yes. But she really thought she wasn't going to go back. So she she opened up her heart to him and yeah. there was, and when Bree's born and they're like, where does she get the red hair from? Oh, <laughs> my heart. Okay, so she knows the Battle of Culloden is coming. And she also knows that shit's going to go bad for the Jacobites. Like, she knows the outcome of this. And it's not going to go well. Right. Okay, so she confides in Jamie about her past, about what's happening. Jamie, of course, played by the magnificent Sam Hewen who I don't think anybody else on the entire planet could play Jamie. That's this is the role for him. That's yeah, that's him. That's him. And the two decide that they're going to do what they need to to try to change the course of history. Which I don't I don't think ever was going to work for them, but bless their heart for trying. Yeah. Well, now you can't change history too much because then you change everything. Yeah. I mean, have you watched The Butterfly Effect? <laughs> that movie is trippy. As it really is. All hell. But yeah, you you change too much and you change one thing. And then how does Claire not know that now she's not going to be born in the future? That's right. Very confusing. But they learned that they can't change anything anyway. Right. So the show also explores the pressures faced by the heads of the Highland clans for declaring their allegiance during the Rising. It wasn't like rooting for your favorite football team. No, like at no. all. No. <laughs> the question of whether to fight for King George or stand with the Stuarts was, was a big fucking deal. The t penalties for Jacobite treason were death, loss of property, and basically complete social and financial ruin. They would strip yeah. you of everything if they yeah. found out. Do you, do you remember in the show where after the Battle of Culloden, the Jacobite, Jacobite soldiers that remained... Um, they were being dragged outside and shot one at a time. Yeah. That that really happened. Jamie wow. only survived because he saved one of the soldiers' brothers. But that shit really happened. Following Culloden, 3,472 Jacobites were arrested. 120 were sentenced to death. And more than 900 were transported to America and the Caribbean. Wow. So they booted them the hell out of there. Yeah. 
Also, the Caribbean part, I wonder if maybe that's where the author, Diana J. Gabaldon, I hope I'm saying that right. I wonder if that is kind of where her motivation to take the story to the Caribbean came from. Very possibly. Just kind of following history, but not exactly writing history as it stands. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but we're going to see as we go along, we're going to see that there was more things that followed to the Caribbean path. So I think for her as a writer, looking at history and all the ties, it was probably a very natural progression of the story. Yeah, because it felt very natural watching it. Yes. You didn't wonder, like, why the hell are we going to the Caribbean? Right. Well, then again, I'm such a tropics girl that I'd be like, why wouldn't you go to the Caribbean? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Speaking of the Caribbean, my son the other day asked, he said, can we please go watch Jack Sparrow on the Caribbean? (laughs) I was like, sure. We'll go Close enough. (laughs) Close enough. Yeah. And then he goes, I want to be Captain Jack. And I was like, of course you do. (laughs) Do you remember when Ellie was like two, I had that t-shirt that had Captain Jack on it? And she used to point at it and go, daddy. Daddy. She used to get so mad. I thought it was hysterical. Yes. He should have taken it as a compliment. She thought that he looked like Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I mean, talk about another character that that role was made for him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And he, the part about Jack Sparrow being so kind of loopy, that was all Johnny. Johnny brought that. That was never in the script. And now we can't see it any other way. That's just no, perfect. not at all. I think another one is um, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Nobody else yeah. could play that role. Yeah. Well, I just saw something yesterday that I was like, I might just send it to you. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and yeah. Robert Downey Jr. look a lot alike. Yes. And it was like, where do you think Sam and Dean's uncle is? <laughs> I saw that. They were like, that explains <laughs> how they uh, had Wi-Fi and how they knew how to fix cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how they never seemed to run out of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never had jobs, but never really ran out of money. Yep. Running all these credit card scams, never got arrested for that. I think Uncle Tony was just, <laughs> just pay off the credit cards. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yep. Let's, that's the that's where we're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll make our own fan fiction. Okay, so there were some during this time that tried to play both sides of the conflict for their own benefit, because there always are. One being the infamous old fox, bunny ears, bunny ears, which we saw on the show, Lord Lovett, portrayed by Clive Russell. Lord Lovett was a double dealer who changed his alliances to suit his own interests, which is dirty. It's just dirty. It's dirty. Yeah. Uh, In the final Jacobite rising, he refused to commit himself to the Jacobite fight, but he set his son Simon to join Charles Stewart. (laughs) Okay. Which is basically like, Leading a lamb to slaughter. Just, I'm not going to go, but I'm going to send my son. Um, Lovett later claimed that he had no part in his son's actions, that his son was acting on his own. (laughs) 
horseshit. Yeah. Unfortunately, that did not work. And Lord Lovett was executed for high treason at Tower Hill in London on April 9th, 1747. Right. So that didn't work out for him real well. But his character was slimy in the show. Mm. I believe he was the one that was behind setting up that young girl getting raped. Okay. Maybe. You know, yeah. The one that ended up later having to marry Black Jack Randall. Yeah. That poor girl. Yeah. I I believe, if I'm remembering the character right, I think he's the one that set that whole thing up. Yeah. One of the most prominent figures in this period in Scottish history is Flora MacDonald. Now, Flora, there's some big similarities between her life and what Claire was going through. Argument can be made that Diana, the author, used her as an inspiration for Claire. Okay. Obviously not the time traveling bit. (laughs) Right. But when it came to the uprising and some of the occurrences that happened with her, you can see similarities between her and Claire. Uh, Despite Flora's family support of the British during the uprising, Flora helped Charles Stewart escape capture after the Jacobite defeat at Culloden. Flora was visiting the island of Ben Becula. I hope I said that right. When Charles Stewart arrived with a handful of his supporters, he was fleeing the aftermath of the battle. Okay. Risking her life, Flora organized passage for them all and sailed with Charles, disguised as a maid named Betty Burke, to the Isle of Skye. The escape became a celebrated moment in Scottish history, and a ballad was written known as the Sky Boat Song, which was later reworked into the Outlander theme song. (laughs) That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I love that the, the producers, directors team behind the show went back to the origins of the history to find their theme song. Yes, absolutely. That's just perfect. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I love that. I had no idea. And it makes me love that song even more. Yeah. That makes me love it even more that they actually use something like I thought that that was a modern song, honestly. Yeah. Not something that was written forever ago. It's a historical ballad. That's perfect. Um, I also need to make a side note here and say me and four other people won a lip sync battle. (laughs) (laughs) Lip singing the Outlander theme song at a book event. Yes, you did. (laughs) We had a uh, cardboard, uh, full-size cardboard thing of Jamie there. And I was the one that was lip singing the song and the other four were li- were dancing around me with their lanterns and we were all dressed like the the girls in the opening credits with the flowy dresses yes. it was fun i love that so much <laughs> it's a lot of fun and we won we had little trophies oh i didn't yeah. know that you got trophies I that's awesome <laughs> um yeah so amazing theme song with historical history just historical history <laughs> love it historical history wow this is what happens when we record in the morning yes 
We haven't uh, had our coffee fully set in. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up in about three hours. I'll be awake. Right. All right. So Flora was caught and imprisoned at the Tower of London, but she was freed in 1747. After that, she married Alan MacDonald, who was a captain in the British Army. And the couple immigrated to North Carolina, just like Jamie and Claire did. Okay. So you can see again, you know, we went to the Caribbean with history, and now we're going to to the Americas with history. It's just, it's all perfect. I love how they did this. Um, Like many immigrants, the Fraser's journey journey to america in the 18th century unlike on the show uh flora and her husbands it wasn't a hurricane that drew them there (laughs) they went there on purpose (laughs) yeah but all of them ended up in north carolina which turns out was a popular destination for where people were immigrating at that time there was quite a few of them that went to north carolina it wasn't new york Uh, of course there were some that went there too but as far as the Scottish population, and we're going to get to okay. that in just a minute, but North Carolina was where quite a few of them settled. Okay. Which I don't blame them. North Carolina is beautiful. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I lived in South Carolina. <laughs> the Carolinas are stunning. Yeah. Now, as shown on Outlander, there was a large Scottish population that immigrated. If you think about it, we talked about 900 Jacobites that were shipped to America. All of them are, you know, coming over. By the early 1770s, over 4,000 Scottish men, women, and children were settled along the Cape Fear River, which is in North Carolina. Okay. So, like I said, there's a big Scottish population there. Yeah. Which they kind of hinted at in the show, and I don't think you're to these seasons yet. Well, I saw them get there. Okay. Where I got to was they're up to their... His aunts. Okay. In Virginia. Yes. I just lost my train of thought completely. But it it was shortly after that, if you keep watching, there's a part where uh, he he becomes kind of the, the, the Scottish Highlander man again. Highlander? Yeah. Highlander, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Again because they they're needing to rally together and they kind of hinted at how many scottish immigrants are there and that's that's true there really were quite a few at this time yeah now life on the frontier was tough we all know that we've seen that in pretty much every historical depiction we've seen ever um well yeah there's a lot of a lot of stuff yeah <laughs> it was like un- Pooping in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Where, where do you... Oh, my gosh. Did you see the picture I posted of the sign that was up in the bathroom at that outdoor concert I went to? <laughs> yes. That it said, please only flush toilet paper? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what do you do well, with the doo-doos? Do <laughs> <laughs> Somebody commented to that picture and said, guess I'm squatting over the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> love that so funny <laughs> anyways anyway um as shown on outlander a lot of the the estates that happened like or that ha- happened to be there during this time like his aunts there was a lot of forced labor of enslaved people mm-hmm. brought from africa and the west indies by the end of the 18th century the u.s census recorded 
130,296 enslaved individuals being held. I don't like that. That's just horrible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we should, we, they show on the, the, on Outlander how much Claire's bothered by this and how she tries to save the life of one of these enslaved individuals and how the people around there were willing to basically burn his aunt's house down to get to this guy. Yeah. It was, it was a horrible time. It was anyone that tries to say otherwise, Kanye West. Um, <laughs> there's no argument. I haven't heard anything about that from him. That's nuts. Yeah. He was saying, Oh my gosh, what was his argument? It was something about slavery that if people didn't want to be, slaves they should have just like left they should have yes leave and get killed yeah yeah he was saying all sorts of horrible things that yeah goodness gracious anyways uh where was i uh and then of course there was the turbulent relationship between settlers and the local native american tribes who their land and the the, where they right they're taking over their land it was being ripped away from them. Right. So, of course, we see on the show how uh, there's attacks between them and there's... Yeah, I haven't made it that far in the show, but I can only imagine that, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It, it was a hostile thing. There was violent attacks. Their, their lands were being ripped away from them. And that's not fair of the colonizers to do that. Yeah. You are coming to a new country. You fit in with the people. You don't take things from them. Yeah. Well, and it shows in there how Claire and Jamie tried to make mend their relationship with the Native Americans and trying to respect, you know, if you tell me don't go beyond this point, I'm going to respect not to go beyond that point until I have to. And then, you know, we're going to try to smooth things over from there so i did like seeing that claire and jamie were respectful yes yeah but then it showed how others were not right it was, it was a rough time for everybody just drives me crazy is how are some people's morals compass so wrong yeah yeah. So wrong. What happened that your your true north of what's right and wrong got so skewed? Right. Like people are people. It doesn't matter. Treat yep. everybody with the same respect that you would treat yourself. Yes. But I mean some people hate themselves, so Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, there's a lot of sick sick individuals. Yeah. Okay, so the other thing that the show really accurately portrays is how the settlers felt about being controlled by the British monarch, which is, you know, oceans away. And they're still trying to control what's happening there. And as we know, a revolution soon followed. Yeah. Much like Jamie, and I know you're not to this part yet, but Flora McDonald's husband, Alan, raised a local British loyal militia in 1775. A few months into the American War of Independence, he was captured captured and taken prisoner. Flora was evicted from their home, and the pair eventually made their way back to Scotland, where Flora died in 1790. Okay. So 
like I said, I haven't read all of the Outlander books yet. I'm wondering if they do eventually make their way back to Scotland in the that story. That would be a nice rounded out. Yeah. I really feel like I think I've heard bits and pieces about it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I know Bree and Roger do end up going back, but I don't know if Jamie and Claire do. So I'm not there yet. Um, the Freemasons are also represented in the later seasons. Yeah. The reserved solely for men, the organize, organization was primarily looking for social interactions and ways to advance themselves in society. I didn't know this, but discussions of politics and religion were strictly banned at meetings. Right. Absolutely not. Which mm -hmm. allowed for cooperation between people with differing opinions and religious backgrounds. Violent. what the government should be yes she's violently pointing at her screen for a minute <laughs> yes absolutely we need to take religion out of government uh since this was prior to the revolutionary war religion was one of the many issues that was under royal control the crown imposed membership into the church of england as a condition for being appointed a governor uh, yes, regions at this time. And that's why we left England to have freedom of religion. Yes. And they were trying to immediately implement that into place. Many people that settled in America were looking for a break from that kind of strict rule. And uh, we see that it's coming back around. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how do we, uh, how do we break that? string of thinking again anyway um one thing i didn't know george washington and several of the eventual leaders of the american revolution were freemasons i could kind of figure that out yeah i didn't know washington was a freemason i love that yeah i mean you kind of get that from hamilton a little bit yeah I love Hamilton so much. Me too. <laughs> you know, and I would like to do a mimesis of Hamilton, but there's so much content in that. Oh, it would have to be like probably four or five parts, yeah. honestly. And we could probably do it. Just it's not going to be back to back to back to back because it might get a little boring if we yeah. do that. But like do one part. Okay, we're going to start with this section of Hamilton and then yeah, because there's so much that you could – debate so much. and tear apart and show like this was this and yeah yeah i was watching gray's anatomy the other day and emma was like that's aaron bird i was like yes it is he makes an appearance <laughs> on supernatural too okay <laughs> yes he did yeah okay so his historians have been debating for years how much freemasons directly influenced the founding of america but it is clear by the First Amendment of the Constitution guaranteeing freedom of religion and association uh, that that was behind that. The Freemasons yeah. were putting that number one. I love that. Okay, so we have a lot of, there's a lot of history of this, but I, because I didn't want this episode to be six years long, <laughs> <laughs> we are now 
going to skip to some fun facts of the show itself. All right. Okay. When we first meet Jamie and Claire, they were both in their 20s. But by season three, there's that 20-year time jump. Right. This would have meant that both Jamie and Claire would have shown some serious and obvious signs of aging. But the head of the hair and makeup department, Annie McEwen, toned down how much they actually aged Sam and Katrina. Mm -hmm. And she said herself, this had nothing to do with the vanity of the actors or the actors being against it because they wanted to look prettier. Uh, It was her decision to do it because to wrinkle and age them too much would have caused them to use a lot more prosthetics. And it would have looked very unrealistic and odd on screen. Yeah. So she toned that down. Uh, I think they did good, though, because they put some, like, silver in her hair. Yes. And honestly, 20 years is is a long time, but I still feel like I look the same as when yes. I was 20. Yeah. And that's only 15 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, you do age, but not – it's not like you're going from 20 to, like – 65 exactly yeah so i think they did it in a good subtle way i agree i agree yeah like i mean the people who did this is us did a really fantastic job with manny moore yes they did like but over even the there, years you can see that they had to use more prosthetics on her yes they did a fantastic job on that one um Speaking of prosthetics, the scars on Jamie's back. Yes. Those take nearly three hours to apply. Wow. And they apply them every single time he's going to do a scene without his shirt. It's from what I read, Sam has a tendency to nap during the process, which if you think (laughs) about it, they're working on his back. So he could just lay down. Yeah. And just, yeah, go ahead, put them on. I'm going to, I'm going to take a snooze. Right. The molds they use to make the scars are exactly the same ones they've used from season one. So there's continuity in that. His scars are the same. That's good. Yeah. Now in the books, uh, Claire's stretch marks are mentioned quite frequently as one of the things that shows that, you know, she's aged, she's gone through childbirth twice actually but you know they lost their first baby hope Uh, according to the makeup team the marks did not translate well on camera it didn't look right so they just they nixed those they didn't put them in again not for the actors vanity but it just they couldn't keep it looking normal yeah and they wanted it to look more real which okay yeah and you know i know it was in the books but not everybody gets stretch marks when they're pregnant. Right. So. Sure and not was... deep, deep stretch marks. Yes. I didn't get stretch marks. I got a few, but not. I was already fat. So no, stop it. <laughs> I mean, I've got two nice big scars. <laughs> yes, you do. But you had C-sections. So. Okay. So. um in their hair and makeup department, they have over 300 wigs in their department. 
Can I just, okay, can I just go in? And I don't just, really care about the wigs, but can I just go wear the dresses? Yeah. Can I just go in and play? I just want to play. Um, now, they purposely gave the Highlanders historically inaccurate beards. Okay. During that time period, beards were looked down on, even among the Scottish Highlands. Okay. But author, the author Diana Gabaldon, and again, I'm sorry if I'm saying her name wrong. Uh, she wrote the characters in the series to have beards. They decided to to stick with that just because okay. it honored her books a little bit. But no, they would not have had beards during that no. time. But nowadays people do have beards and people like beards. Yes. <laughs> you in particular. I mean, <laughs> there's <laughs> There was a saying like I watched the TikTok that was like, so... When you watch Beauty and the Beast at the end, <laughs> and he turns from the Beast to the Prince, were y'all a little sad that he didn't have any <laughs> facial hair? And how magnificent is your husband's beard now? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. I just got called out. <laughs> well, I love in the live action one when she's like, how would you feel about growing a beard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That called all of you out in that line. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, one thing I didn't know, Sam has to dye his hair red. I, th- I thought he Yeah, I thought he was a redhead. He's not. He's not? He's not. His hair is actually dark blonde. Are you okay? You seem to no. have taken that really personally. <laughs> I am. Like, I really thought, okay, then. No. He's he's a blonde. <laughs> he looks great with red hair. He does. Um, so you did see the part with Red Jamie, right? When he's the Dunbonnet? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, there's there's some flashbacks of that where he's got the long hair and uh, looks kind of dirty. Their goal for that whole part was to make him look feral. Uh, okay. They wanted the, the long, scraggly beard. They wanted him to look filthy. They wanted him to look like he's just giving himself back to the earth kind of thing because this was his time where Claire had been ripped away from him. Okay. And they wanted to show a man undone, basically, that he's just broken and yeah. Yeah. So that was all done on purpose. Now, I know you are not to the part to meet Stephen Bonnet yet. No. He's one of the big villains of the show. Okay. Vile character. Oh, goodness. Worse than Blackjack? (sighs) There can be arguments made. Okay. They're both very horrible. Blackjack is like thrives off of the pain of other people. And Stephen Bonnet uh, goes out of his way to manipulate, to uh, hurt. Okay. So there, the arguments can be made about both of them. They're horrible. Now... The author has said that while the character of Stephen Bonnet is fictional, 
it is possible that he could be the an illegitimate descendant of a real historical figure, Steed Bonnet. Steed okay. Bonnet was known as the Gentleman Pirate because he was a moderately wealthy landowner before turning to a life of crime. Okay. So there's there could be some arguments made for that. Yeah. Well, that is about all the history stuff that I have on Outlander, but because I love the show so much, I did come up with a little Outlander this or that. Okay. <laughs> but I will, because I will try. <laughs> well, we're going to do this one together because I know okay. you haven't seen all the episodes. So we are going to we're going to do this one together. And I might even give you some context to go along with some of these in case you don't know. Okay. All right. So this or that, Highlands Jamie or Colonist Jamie? Uh, Highlands Jamie. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So have you, you saw after the, uh, the, Baha- the the Caribbean when Claire was sick and they made her, the, the one guy made her the, the turtle soup? Yes. Okay. So which love scene did you think was hotter, their first time together or the turtle soup scene? Probably their first. Really? Yeah. See, for me, it was the turtle soup scene. I, I, that one was great, but I think it's just the, that's when she fell in love with him. Yes. That's when they really connected. Like you can see the raw emotions almost Mm -hmm. like that's how I picked that one. I think, I think this says a lot about you and I too, because yours is the, this is the initial connection. This is when they fell in love for me. It's the turtle soup scene because they're so comfortable with each other and there's that little element of humor in it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's why I love it even more. Yeah. But I, I could do that. I think it's that that really shows a little bit of our personalities too, because the little bit of humor is that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we talked about this one. Worst villain, black Jack Randall or Stephen Bonnet. I it, can't really say you can't really say I'm not there yet. Um I don't know. That one is really, really hard. Um, I never felt with the death of Black Jack Randall, I never felt that Jamie got his revenge, so to speak, against Black Jack. And I feel yeah. that that I would have liked him to die a more horrible death. But, you know, that's not how life plays out. No. Stephen Bonnet he got what he deserved in the end. So going by that probably say black jack randall but Stephen bonnet was horrific too so yeah arguments can be made either way um now i'm gonna give you spoiler for for you and for other people who uh <laughs> haven't watched all of the episodes and i'm sorry sandy i'm gonna ruin this for you but Stephen bonnet rapes brie okay on the night she has her first time with roger and she ends up pregnant from that. And we never really know which of them is is Jemmy, her son's father. So okay. my next one is who do we think actually is Jemmy's father? I think it's Roger. But that's that's just me. And I know you don't <laughs> you don't have a you don't I don't have a horse know. in this race. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like there's something that came out that proved it was in the last season. 
something that happened that they were like that he would only get that from his biological father. Okay. And it was Roger. So I think there was, so if you're listening to this and you can remember what that one thing was that came out that we were like, yes, Roger's definitely his dad. Please message us because I can't remember what it is right now, but I think there was something. Okay. This or that better Claire dress, the red French gown or her wedding gown? The wedding. Yeah, that was beautiful. Like the red, the red was gorgeous, but the wedding, it, the, the, the design, the, everything about it was perfect. Absolutely. Okay. Funnier line. Your honeypot. It's bare. Or <laughs> bolt the door. <laughs> Which one did you like better? <laughs> the honeypot. Oh, for sure. Because that was, he, he was so innocent and <laughs> No. <laughs> Your honeypot. It's bare. <laughs> also, the fact yeah. that he called it her honeypot was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what it is. <laughs> Calling it like it is. All right. Well, uh-huh. that's all I have about Outlander for today. I could have gone on and on and on, but. You know, we I wanted to keep this in a one episode one. If people want to hear me Time go constraints. Yes. If people want to hear me go ramble about Outlander more, I absolutely can. Yeah. I need to definitely catch up. Yes. And then you need to weigh in on the who's worst, Blackjack or Stephen Bond. Yeah. I will. Same. And to our listeners, I want to hear what you think. Which one did you think was the worst villain? Yes, you can message us at the Mimesis Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Mimesis Podcast. Yes. So the questions we want people to answer, I'm going to read them off one more time so people can send yep. us, you know, comment with their their answers. Highlands Jamie or Colonist Jamie. Uh, love scene that was hotter, their first time together, or the t- turtle soup scene. Worst villain, Black Jack Randall or Stephen Bonnet. Who's Jemmy's father, Stephen Bonnet or Roger. Better Claire dress. French, the French gown or her wedding gown and which is a funnier line your honeypot it's bare or bolt the door yeah send us your answers we want to hear we do all right so do you have any ideas of what your next episode's going to be I don't I think I'm going to take it to the TikTok and awesome. see if people will give us their opinions I think that's a great idea so find yeah. us on did you put the TikTok I did it. It's TikTok <laughs> Mimesis. <laughs> okay. Find us on there and let us know what you would like Sandra to research for our next yes. episode. All right, ma'am. I think that's all we have for today. I think so. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.